Welcome to episode number 18, Knowledge is Power. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you're now tuned into the Rotated Views Podcast, episode number 18, Knowledge is Power. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Gabe, Heck, and Manny. You. In this episode, Knowledge is Power, we discuss my experience with personal development, the power of applied knowledge, educating our children, education during our upbringing, and the things we would love to be educated on. We wrap up this episode with quotes from Charles Spurgeon and Plato. All right, so the first segment we like to kick off uh, is with a story. And if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. Just FYI, every Tuesday morning we have a brand new episode for your listening pleasure. And uh, we kind of aim towards personal development, but... Uh, we are under the category society and culture, so we kind of talk about a little bit of everything, uh, just the views from uh, the selected guys here. So, that being said, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, the story this year, uh, this episode is a little bit different. It's my story about attaining and applying uh, valuable knowledge. So, life before personal development, for me, I was a jokester, a little bit confused, angry, and extremely immature. And we're going back to, I would say, high school high school days and early college days. Um, what it was, I just think it was just a lot of energy, and that was how I exerted my energy. That was just my surroundings. Uh, I grew up with a family that was constantly joking, constantly you know, cutting up, busting chops, and there's nothing wrong with that aspect. But my immaturity took over, and it was beyond. It went beyond that. So then, just you know, you're hurting people's feelings and whatever. So that was the immature kind of confusion. I didn't know what you know what direction I was moving in, um, and I was honestly a pessimistic person, naturally pessimistic. So pessimist, you know, you're kind of veering your thoughts towards negative stuff. Like when you see an episode of something, or you see a story, or you're watching a video, you're po- constantly pointing out all the negative stuff instead of looking for the positive. That was basically me. Then in 2006, it was my going into my senior year uh, at Temple University there in Philadelphia. I was introduced to the personal development uh, industry. Um, it was, I was, like I said, wrapping up my four-year program of uh, health information management. It was a high-stress, you know, uh, study format. The the platform was you know your 18 credits a semester, which a lot of people take. You know, 12 or 13 is average. Someone who puts on a load is like 15, 18 is kind of is, is pretty tough. So all my you know school goers, you know you know what that full time is like. Um, I had a social life, and we did extracurricular activities. We had flag football. We did you know fun stuff. So there was a lot going on. So with the personal development industry, when it was introduced to me taught me, first of all, how to think differently. So it changed my thinking. And so I went from being super pessimistic to being extremely optimistic and trying to extract all the positive, good things that life actually has to offer. And it came at the most perfect time for me um, because it it allowed me to manage all these moving parts to my life in a a positive uh, manner. So I became quote unquote mature 
to my approach uh, for life. And it changed everything for me. There was mind growth. I learned to listen, be patient, set proper goals. Um, I got humbled, <laughs> gained wisdom and understanding. Um, like I said before, it completely changed my life for the better. Much more happier, excited, appreciative to people, grateful for what I had, accountability. Um, I was challenged and a bigger picture about serving and helping others where before my life basically was just revolved around myself and, you know, very uh, selfish. The difference between learning all this stuff was I applied what I learned and I gained experience, which obviously turns into wisdom. And that is actually what I wanted to talk about this entire, entire thing where people say knowledge is power. And I have a blog post probably for a couple years ago stating knowledge is not power. And that gained a lot of controversy because it was you know taken in the wrong context, which kind of is what I wanted. The purpose of that was. And what that means is you can have all the knowledge in the world. If you don't apply the knowledge, it's useless. You have a bunch of information jammed up uh, in your brain and, and it's going nowhere. You're basically a library sitting there and uh, no one's renting out the books or any of the information. So when I say knowledge is not power, it's, it's, a, it's a fact. Applied knowledge is power. Um, and it, at the end, it raised my level of awareness. And obviously, I changed forever financially, educationally, physically, spiritually, and relationally. These three guys around me went through that growth with me, either went through it with me or saw that growth. Was there something, that's my, that's, that's my story in a nutshell. I'm, I'm trying to not be, um, you know, long-winded here in that explanation. Obviously, there's a, a ton of detail that comes along with that. But was there anything that you guys wanted to add knowing my story? You guys kind of went through it with me, you know, through that, that, that change. I know, Manny, you saw uh, firsthand uh, how I was at Temple, how I was in, in high school, how, how I well, then was when we entered into you know, Temple University and how I ended my career and then started real adulthood and Gabe was actually the one who introduced me to, you know, the personal development industry. And then, so he saw me from that point. Yeah. That starting know, point of that. That starting point. And then heck obviously saw me since I was a child. Um, the, yeah. the, the, the maturation processes was, it went through you know, levels when you first were introduced, um, to the personal development, it was like, you went in deep. So you have like an addictive personality. Yeah. Like you just, when you crossed over, let's just call it, you crossed completely over like too positive. It was almost like too much. So to watch the whole evolution of it, to like watch you read all these books and, and kind of work on yourself through the years, you found a nice, I guess a, a pace uh, or a nice even ground that worked for you. Right. Because in the beginning it was like, you know, you were a pessimist. Yeah. You know? And then you went from a pessimist to just being the most optimistic person in the world. And at first it was like, <laughs> Jesus Christmas, like, all right, all right, here we go. And it was, everything was super positive. So it's a good change, but almost shocking uh, change. But over the years, you kind of pick and choose and you kind of mold yourself to what you want to be. And I think you finally, you know, after a couple of years, you, you found a nice balance. Um, so that's what I took from living with you and going through, you know, high school all the way through to kind of graduating and then seeing the maturation process. That was the kind of the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's fun. That's a really good point actually. Um, when, when you're saying I went too optimistic, I think I wanted to change so bad 
that I was just I'm willing to do anything. To be honest with you, it started off I want to learn how to handle stress. And that's all in the whole self-help thing because I was I was under a lot of stress. And um well, first of all, it was I had like wow, in a year from now, I was just I was thinking I'm going to be on my own. I have to like get, you know, like a job that has to be in this career cuz I don't want to waste this college mm-hmm. degree. Mm-hmm. So I was I put a lot of pressure on myself. And I think for me to properly handle my own mentality at that moment, I needed to, you know, go overboard with the education, overboard with the optim. And like you said, it, it came out kind of goofy and funny at first because it was. But I think honestly, that's what I had to do to kind of recondition you had myself. To. That's yeah. the only, if you really want to make change, you had yeah. to just immerse yourself in it. Because just putting the toe in and, and kind of right. testing the waters wasn't going to facilitate the type the type of change you were looking for. Yeah. You had to jump in yeah. completely, immerse yourself in it, and then allow the process to be the process. So yeah, absolutely. Know. So I went from like it, it was a huge, um, uh, you know, what's that called? Uh, volatility. It went from down here to skyrocket sure. sure, through the roof. Sure, sure, sure. But like you said, it kind of it kind of bounced right there in the middle. Where now I'm to the point where. When I see someone who's overly optimistic, to be honest with you, I feel like they're missing out on portions of life as well. And that's what I learned. Um, When I see someone who's super pessimistic, the same way. Mm -hmm. I feel like we have to be in between. And here's why I say that. When you're super pessimistic, you're missing out on some like, dude, I get the chill saying it. You're missing out on beautiful moments you you would never know that's there. This is the reason why I say knowledge is power, applied knowledge is power, is because when you do study that, when you do understand that, it raises your level of awareness. And when you're aware that something's actually happening, Mm -hmm. it's like some people are, they don't know, they're not aware that they're rude, right? And they're just continually being rude. But once you start like, let's say, you know, you're being videotaped and someone shows you a video of yourself being rude and you're like, oh my gosh, there, boom, there's that change should happen. That's knowledge. Mm -hmm. Now, if you apply that for the next time you're dealing with somebody and you're not rude, Mm -hmm. that's wisdom. And when that's applied, your, your awareness is through the roof for that specific situation. Right. Right. Um, if you're overly optimistic, you lose touch with certain feelings that are necessary for you to live a real life. Mm Mm-hmm. For example, like, you know, someone passes away or someone's, you know, hurt or, okay, let's just say like a buddy of yours gets his feelings hurt right. or something like that. He, he breaks up with his significant other or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you're in his face like, oh, everything works out, dude. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. We get to hang out more. And yes, you're trying to be a helpful person or right. a helpful friend at that moment, mm-hmm. but that's not what he needed. He needed to be like, dude, if, if you need something, let's talk. Let's get your mind right. off stuff. Like if, if that's what you want to do, right. it kind of... Yeah, because I'll say because if you're if you're like in that negative aspect and you're somebody's on the complete uh, the opposite extreme of it, that's not helping because like you, you feel like you're you can't go to that point where right. it's like it doesn't make sense to be super positive like man. So you have to have that balance of right. somewhere between like you said, just be there and like accept that you know things are gonna get better. But yeah, you can't go some super down to super super happy because it doesn't make sense because that's not yeah. how actual life is. Like you said, yeah. you're gonna miss out on that because it that's not real life. Yeah, yeah, and what what. That exaggerated stuff that happened, it was me slowly taking out the toxic things that were in my life. And so when you're not in tune with the toxic stuff, you're just like, you're constantly smiling. You can only hold that on. You can only hold that for such a while. Life was going to knock you to your knees. Sure. So um, I'm not I'm not knocking super optimistic people. I just feel like 
it's something to consider because like Manny just said, he brought that up. I didn't, it was, I was on one whole other level. Mm. Um, and I missed, I, I definitely missed a couple things where I could have, you know, maybe been a better friend or more understanding or sometimes people just need to be heard. Right. And you know, sometimes I was just like, Oh you got you got to work through this. <laughs> trying to, it was, I, in my own mind, I was, I thought I was helping. Sure. It was an innocent thing. It wasn't like I was purposely, you know, just shoving positive stuff in people's faces. Right. Um, but uh yeah and then so for me it was i was i was gabe says this all the time he said we learned in you know in that personal development uh business you literally applied yeah um because we know that you know they call it a constipation of the brain yeah where we know people who know so much stuff and they they just want to say it, they just want to get it out but it, they don't know how to formulate it's because they never released it mm. and when you release it that's app, that's an application that's a form of application of what you're learning that's why they say um, teachers are learning more than they're teaching the students because when you're they're actually explaining and breaking things down. You ever explain something to your kid or something or to someone and it's almost like in the back of your mind like that kind of like makes even more sense in my head now. Yeah. You ever do that? Yeah. I've done you almost one. halfway explain it to yourself. Yeah, at the same time you're like, yeah, I, actually, yeah, that is that is how that is how it operates or whatever. So I guess my story is more based off of conditioning which we all we all go through it's just a conditioning that's in our minds uh the conditioning leads to the way we think mm -hmm. um the way we think you know turns into actions and then those actions turn into results and then that's what you get that's who you are so it was just i had to rewire uh my brain to think a certain way and uh if anybody knows the um uh the book by uh wallace d waddles it was the book that's behind the 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 movie the secret mm -hmm. which Ironically, also came out in 2006. So when I was making all these changes, that movie just came out. The Secret uh, just yeah, came out. The personal, and the, yeah, this is all 2006. So I mean, it was like a world shift uh, for me. It was a mind shift, and um, it, it, it was it, it was something that I like to um, I like to go back on and remember to humble myself because then the more you study, you realize the more you don't know anything. Mm -hmm. yeah. no. um, there was one time where I was so involved with reading the next book, reading the next book, I went to Barnes & Noble and sat or stood right in front of, it was like a finance business section and on the second floor by the one by Oxford Valley Mall. And I sat there and just like, my eyes welted because I realized, wow, you are, you know nothing. Look how much knowledge there is right here all these wealthy individuals trying to explain stuff and all you have to do is pick it up and read it mm -hmm. and you're not and i just stood there and like there's so much to know there's so much uh information out there that we can all raise our levels of awareness um this has nothing to do with money you can go to the library and get a book for free right um it's just how bad do you want to change and that that was it for me so also like I like to do is to define a couple things for clarity. Um, so I get some words from dictionary.com and this week I wanted to define power and knowledge. So they define knowledge as acquaintance with facts, truths, or principles as from study or investigation, uh, general erudition. Uh, totally probably mispronounced that, but definition of power, ability to do or act Capability of doing or accomplishing something, the possession of control or command over others, authority, ascendancy. What a nice word that is. Hmm. All right. So in our second segment, I want to jump in and ask you guys, what does knowledge or education mean to you or do for you? 
And what does ignorance mean to you? I want to say knowledge is, is kind of like what you kind of, the whole point of like your whole story was like, it's bettering yourself. I mean, the right. more, I mean, you know, you know, and the more you apply what you know, is it obviously makes you a better person. Cause, or even like certain things like situations, like, like I think some things you have is experience, like your experience of going through that too, kind of helps shape and kind of helps focus on like what you actually want to do. Cause like you said, like, um, the results you get from trying to apply the stuff you learn, it may not necessarily be always positive results. And that's why you can't always be super optimistic about everything. Cause you know, like I said, um, negative is, is part of life and you can't always right. have, you know, it's, it's not always hundred percent positive. It's always not hundred percent negative, but like you have to have that balance. And as long as you keep applying and doing, you know, you're doing better for yourself. I mean, it's, it's going to work out anyway in some form or another. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, they're they're night and day, right? So ignorance and knowledge are, to me, are opposites. And it's like good or bad. You don't know one without the other, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know what it's like to successfully pass a class, let's just say, um, if the other the opposite end is failing the class right yeah um or why why does it feel so good when there's a you know a positive result like manny you know winning a softball game why does that feel so good because you've tasted defeat mm. you don't want to you know you have something right. to contrast it mm -hmm. from um so when i when i see it that way you need both actually and yeah, sometimes ignorance can be also to like the lack of like wanting to learn or wanting to like do better for yourself because like even like uh, i was actually what made me think of like ignorance is like kind of like what you said last week when or actually it's a the known thing of like when you say you don't talk about politics and religion and stuff like that it's that usually a lot of that stuff comes with like almost like an air of, of ignorance when generally because you get into like arguments and stuff like that because yes. you don't understand or you're not willing to learn the opposite end of the the conversation right so you you're so dead set on defending yourself that you're not willing to understand or even delve deep into like the opposite stance of what you're trying to take that you don't really fully understand it, but you just, you, you become hard headed in terms of like what you, what you think, you know. So it's like, like a deeper understanding versus a shallow understanding. Exactly. Like just very something that's super surface. It's just there. And it's like, um, you know, it's kind of like uh, when they talk about politics, um, you know, and you talk about someone who says, uh, I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican or, you know, I'm a liberal, whatever. Yeah. And sometimes, these people have these conversations just based off their party and not yes, trying exactly. to even take in what other parties are even having to say just mm -hmm. because they decided this is who they are. Exactly. And so it's that is a form of ignorance because otherwise it's it's still okay to be whatever you want. It's just you also can be knowledgeable in these other parties or other segments of life. That was just an example, but yeah, exactly. Um, but that's what I mean. That's, that's what it was. It's understanding different aspects, even the stuff that you may not know, fully understand, which is why you start researching while you do stuff that like, like you were talking about today, like the, like trading and stuff like that. You, you didn't fully understand that, but you're doing research. You're doing stuff like kind of doing baby steps into that aspect of it to kind of try it out and see right. what it's all about. Then you understand, you have a better understanding of what it is and you can actually start applying that in, in bigger aspects and right. in the bigger, in, to bigger, um, bigger rounds where you can, you know, apply it in, in a much larger scale. It, it's amazing to me because it's, it's wakening worlds that you never knew existed, right? It was like like he's talking about like stock trading or whatever. I I knew I knew I heard of stock trading before. I knew stock trading. I've done stock trading before, right? But when I started diving into 
um, reading books and actually studying what this stuff was, I was telling these guys there's social sites just for stock trading, right? And these guys are kind of like forums almost, but it, it's it's like a little app. It's almost like a Facebook for stock trading. And these guys are giving each other tips and advice and whatever. They, they, these two guys and me probably four months ago never knew that existed. But when I started to dig in and study gaining knowledge of something, I became aware of a whole nother world that I literally never knew existed and it was happening within my fingertips. And we all have access to this free app to gain knowledge of, you know, people who are making hundreds of thousands of dollars um, a year. And that's just, again, that's just another example of worlds literally opening up when you actually want to receive uh, knowledge and you're ready to raise your level of awareness. Otherwise, if I never studied that and I'm like, okay, yeah, somebody's making money doing that. I'm not interested. There's, that doesn't mean nothing else is happening. There's people making a ton of money off this stuff because their awareness is there. And that's really what the, you know, law of attraction is. Yeah. Once again, it still go, it goes back to the core of wanting kind of what Manny was saying earlier. You, you want it to change, right? It was, it was a point where, life hit me and I was like, I can't handle this stress anymore. I need, I need a natural way of dealing with this, um, of all this toxic stuff that's going around. And, um, you know, you see this quote everywhere. Knowledge is power. Uh, you see know thyself. This is all the same stuff. It's understanding who we are, why we're here, what the point of all this is. Cause if you don't know that you are a zombie, you're literally dead walking around. I think it was Ben Franklin or somebody, or I, I'm, I'm totally apologize for forgetting who said this, but they said, um, you know, it's a, it's a shame that, you know, men live till 65 years old, but they die at 25. I think it was Ben. I want to say Ben Franklin for some reason, but anyway, his point was they stopped growing at the age of 25. You stop growing at 25 is like some statistic that was also followed up by this quote that people just get into their everyday routine yeah. mm-hmm. for the next 40 years. They're literally doing the same thing, work for the same company, work for the same people, same people they don't like to the job yeah. that they don't like, right? To hang around with the people they don't like, but they're doing nothing to change. Yeah. And you, you hear people like, Oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in my ways. So it's like, they, they're not that's willing to ignorance. change. That's, yeah. that's complete ignorance. That's stuck a in your perfect ways. definition. You, can, you have c- complete control over that yeah absolutely it's it's so ignorant for someone to say i'm stuck in my ways yeah but there's always that learning curve where you have to learn it's like we were talking about earlier today technology yeah absolutely we have people we update people with their uh you know with 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 the 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 operating system windows 7 people you know we had xp for a while xp is so obsolete and people are complaining oh well windows 7 i don't know how to do this i don't what do you mean it's almost Simultaneous, it's like similar to XP. Just you know, you got to learn. You just got to learn it. The slight differences that is. Slight diff- yeah, exactly. The slight difference of it. It's and not. It's not that you're stuck in your ways. If you learn it, you're not going to be stuck. You're just not willing to learn it, or you don't want to learn it. You're or not. Or the other part is two people are are scared of change. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. They don't. Yeah, it's the it's the comfort. Yeah, it all goes back to being comfortable. So, what's comfortable? Routines are comfortable. Yes, absolutely. Um, in the process of rewiring how you think, this is a quick tip. I read in some of one of the hundreds of books that I read. Um, they said <laughs> an easy way to just throw your mind off is when you're driving home or you're walking somewhere, go a different route. Mm, right. Because it throws your routine off. So if you're going the same day or same direction, uh, I mean, if you can anyway, some people can't. But if you can, 
Um, even when you get by your house, you don't have to go to that the fastest route. Just take another block and come back around. It it throws your mind off. And while you're going through that change, think of new things. That's exactly. that's changing the neuroplasticity of your brain. Um, it's the same when someone says, "I'm the same. I never change." Mm. When I hear stuff like that, um, all all I think of is like, dude, that I I kind of in a weird way I understand that you're saying like, you're you're the same person from back in the day but in, a, in the double-edged sword there's like i hope you grew though you yeah, know what i'm saying right, like, yeah i think they mean like i have my roots and i have my morals and i stick by them i exactly. hope that's what you're saying when you say that you know what i'm saying you know what yeah, i mean absolutely hopefully not that you're literally the same person you know because some people now. say they're the same person they're literally the same person from mm-hmm. high school they mm-hmm. have not changed the way they think the way they joke everything is the same Even the way they dress There's, sometimes the way they dress they still got jenko yeah. jeans everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah the best is the people i see is stuck in the 80s like we're 2016 let's change your wardrobe get rid of your classic reebok high tops and uh loosen up a little bit get rid of the stone wash exactly well it's like the cool like you know like uh you know when um i follow a lot of uh like gentlemen's whatever gq stuff all these guys Mm. are dressing up kind of like looking like a gentleman out in public or whatever and they give you tips and stuff on you know how to be well dressed or well groomed uh, man, and it, I always love like the older man with like the beard is going with like the wave of like the new kids. Yeah. To me, I'm like that's how you stay young. That's I love that. I was like, I hope I look like that when I'm 65. I hope I'm that energetic because there's an application, there's an energy that has to go behind that to want to be that, to be that, right? And it's like you see this guy, like you want to hang out with him. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And then his his counterparts are the people who are like his age have beer bellies and just all sloppy and are retired and oh, that dude was 65 years old model um literally just like living life how he designed it um not just go it was that was not routine because you know when you're going with the new styles with everything yeah. that's changed that's constantly that's changing and that's the thing a lot of people will say oh look at him he's 65 trying to look young no that's not trying to look young he's trying to stay up to par with what's going on around him he's yeah. not trying to look young or act young he's just fitting in with what's going on he is young that's a right, mental that's yeah. a mentality right exactly. he has a mentality he's he's young at at heart what at they heart. say he's young at heart and that's a mind thing what we experience at life on an everyday basis happened internally first right so you at one point decided this is what i'm doing for the rest of my life this is all i'm doing i'm not changing i'm not blah blah blah, blah. um it's like Colonel Sanders from KFC, right? Mm. This whole thing exploded after the age of 65. I think it was 65. Yeah, it was like 65 years old. That's when KFC kicked off. And he had like hundreds of no's that people didn't like his chicken recipe or whatever. Till finally he got the yes and it exploded to, you know, you know what it is today. That, that, that chain is still a viable business in 2016. Yep. Um, it, it's never too late to change. It's never too late. To, what, what it is is getting out of your comfort zone and humbling yourself, yeah. right? Yeah. It's understanding that you don't know everything and always trying to you know, chime in or cut someone off or just behave and present yourself as if the know-it-all, that in itself is levels of ignorance that are is just like profound, actually. 
So I just, I just, and this is something that I've, I'm preaching, I'm talking to myself more than everybody. It's yeah. something that I get, I have to remind myself every single day because we're all challenged every single day. Every, every day there's something new that happens, whether we realize it or not, and it's challenging and it's triggering us, right? We all have the thing that ticks us off. We all have those quote unquote pet peeves, right? For me, it's like when someone doesn't put on their turn signal, I, it drives me up a wall. How am I supposed to know you're turning, bud? And then I'm, I'm riding your bumper. I don't even know what's going on right now. And then he's honking a horn. But then that to me is like, dude, you got to relax. It's not that serious. Relax. Yeah. Let them go about their business. You know, you just got worked up for no reason. Yeah. That's something, you know, it's, it's little things that we all have to work on. But if I'm not aware, know thyself, I need to understand myself a little bit better. I know that ticks me off. Drive at it more of a distance then. Don't let that bother you. Stop putting yourself in those positions then, right? right. It's, um, it's, it's those kind of things where you have to learn for yourself. Yeah. It's like when you want to get in shape. I can't do your push-ups for you. At one point, you have to do it for yourself. I can feed yeah. you all the knowledge, but if you don't apply it, all these people have all these work-from-home diets and work-from-home workouts. You have the books, what they say in Spanish, but if you don't apply what's there, you're not going to shed the weight. It's it's always going to be. You're not going to be healthy staring at this all this knowledge which is going back to say why I say applied knowledge is power. It's super powerful when you apply that diet. It's super powerful when you apply that workout regimen. That's when it becomes powerful, not just sitting on your desk saying Monday, right? And just labeling <laughs> it Monday. Monday. Yeah. And you're stuffing yourself, uh, stuffing your face with a cupcake saying Monday. Oh, Monday, it's, it's all going down. You know what I mean? You have to be able to change now. The change has to happen yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. See, so like my whole thing like at work when I'm learning something... I don't act like I know it. I may know it, but I always question it. And in order for me to understand it, I have to do it myself. Mm -hmm. If someone does it for me, I get completely lost because I can't follow the tracks. I can't follow the steps. So if they tell me how to get there or how to do it, then I understand it so much more. And that's and I'll, and I'll remember how to do it for next time. Exactly. And sometimes even with stuff that too, if somebody shows you, sometimes it's... Like you said, it's something that confuses you, whatever. It's if you like if you constantly do it yourself, then yeah, you get better understanding. Right, yeah, and sometimes you may do it differently than they. That you may you may find it easier to do it differently than how right. they did it because exactly. they because to them that ten steps might be easier for them as opposed to you. You find a, a shortcuts and all stuff that right. they totally don't understand. Yeah, exactly. And there was there was quite a few times. I mean, someone was showing me something, and I was like, "Well, can't you go from here from the start menu and look at it that way?" Uh, yeah, I guess you could. You could do it that way. So it was like, you know, learning how to find shorter ways that work well for yourself, not necessarily the way they're they're showing you, but it's still getting the job done. Right. So again, like like I said, I have to do things on my own and learn it that way. And I'll also like re reiterate what they said. So, you know, if they're telling me how to do something, I'll repeat what they said just for confirmation and reassurance that I'm doing it the right way because especially installing software, if you set it to the wrong if you set up the wrong string it's not going to work the way it should so right. i always you know for reassurance i always make sure that i'm doing it the proper way and going to the right location for it right yeah and i think man you can attest to this a lot of the stuff when we were talking about applying knowledge or any person who graduated from college or went through you know schooling it's the application of what you learned is when honestly most of it is learned really is truly yeah. is the real education yeah. is these textbooks come to life when you're applying mm -hmm. um, what you learn. For example, I remember, I don't know, it was when he, Manny first bought his house or whatever, they had to do some electrical work or something. I forget what it was. I mean, you could probably explain it, but you end up buying a book 
um, on mm-hmm. how to rewire um, sockets or whatever it was mm-hmm. and, and light mm-hmm. switches or whatever. Yeah. And he was went from not knowing how to do that, scared or had to depend or pay on someone else or right. pay for someone else to literally picking up a book, buying a book, whatever, reading it. And he was changing sockets and changing light switches within, yeah. you know, days. And yeah. that is a perfect example alongside with uh, furniture building. Uh, when, when you once he wanted, you know, he saw something on magazine or his wife saw something on magazine, uh, you know, when this whole thing, you know, with the skids and all that stuff came out, he wanted a, like a picnic table or something. Um, it was there, but then he had someone help him show him the way. Manny looked up a couple things, and from there, Tailspin a couple other projects that he learned and did on his own. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to touch on that? I, I mean, for me, the knowledge um, when you're talking about that is that situation with the electricity thing. Like, somebody is going to charge you X amount of dollars. So, for me, just applying that knowledge is or gaining a certain level of knowledge. You don't have to be a master at it, right. but if you gain enough knowledge, you you'll never be taken advantage of and mm-hmm. to me that like educate it's yourself true. that you don't ever want to feel go if you ever go into a meeting and you haven't prepared right you're going to feel like oh no you're either going to be taken advantage of or somebody's going to pull your cards yeah. in there and you're going to feel like boo boo the fool yeah so for me educate yourself enough just so people don't take advantage so you don't have to go into the you know deeper meanings and you guys touched on a lot of deeper stuff just educate yourself enough and, and have enough knowledge to where you will not be taken advantage of. Like somebody going to the garage, the, uh, uh, getting your car fixed. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they can call it the flux capacitor underneath the engine. And, you know, meanwhile, that's totally made up. But if you don't know, most people, yeah. So just, you know, educate yourself enough just to have enough knowledge to don't get taken advantage of. That's or even the, what you're good at uh, with negotiating, even mm-hmm. at the table with car buying. Sure. Right, I mean yeah, that's yeah. like your expertise. Sure, in that sure, 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 sure. I mean, you and I enjoy that portion of it, but you go in and you know all the facts. You know what the rebates are and and everything that is you know plays into your favor and what's fair, what's not fair, what they can do and what they can't do. And then so when I go sit down, I am at total ease and comfort knowing that they're not going to take advantage of me. And then you can always play the game better when you know you're comfortable. And stuff like that too is like especially like you said like pulling like Manny if like if you want him to like negotiate it's like if you have a group that you're like dealing with. Mm-hmm. You work to each other's strengths, type stuff. Like Absolutely. you may understand certain aspects, but like me and me and excuse me, me and Hacker, like the IT people, so we understand more technology and stuff like that too. Sure. And so you may have like a base understanding, but somebody else may have a deeper sure. understanding. So it kind of helps along with that too. And I think even then, like, don't get don't ever get caught up in feeling you have to know everything, right? Exactly. You yeah. know what I mean. So if I have an IT question or just a general question on like putting speakers outside. I don't go and try to read a book or I'm not going to go buy a book and say, hey, how do I learn to wire this? Yeah. I call I call one of my many contacts, heck, being the preferred one, and say, hey, how long to do this? Oh, it's 15 minutes, you need this, this, and the third. You've now saved yourself yes. yeah. how much time, effort. So it's good to know a lot of things, but at the same time, take you know, take take advantage of someone who has the knowledge exactly. and just using it for your own. Cool. So, all right, with that, that's that's perfect. Uh, we'll move on to the next segment uh, we call Dad Life. And uh, the question is, what does education look like in your household? Why? And uh, was education forced in your house growing up? Ha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. You're, you're not going to end up like me. I don't want you in a factory. Obviously, there's a certain mindset from... 70s into the 80s um you know everybody who went 90s. to school until the 90s right anybody went to you know went through high school had to go and my house had to go to college because it wasn't going to be 
in order to be like me, you know, would have better. So ab- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely was driven into your brain. I mean, Manny's mom, I was scared of Manny's mom. She, oh, I mean, yeah. she was like, yeah. they had the, um, like the magnetic alphabets on the, mm. you know, the classic, yeah. all the different colors or whatever. <laughs> like, what's this one? A, what's this one? B. I mean, it was like, it was a yeah. drill. I mean, flashcards, yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. And then it went from like. <laughs> I wasn't, know, it wasn't fun, man. No, but it was good. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. we needed that. Sure, it was. Sure. And it wasn't that the whole time I was there because she used to like babysit me or whatever. It would, she'd just grab us for literally like 45 minutes, maybe to an hour, maybe half an hour. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. it was a, a, a segment of time that we had to sit down and study yeah. while everyone else is out running around doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Me and Manny were studying for like an hour during the summer days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got it in. Yeah. But at the time, I don't know if he did. I hated it. No, I didn't understand sure it. Did. Yeah. I didn't understand. I'm like, well, what's the point? I just want to play, you know, I right. them Ninja Turtles or something. But then after a while, you know, like I would go back to school feeling like sharp still. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't, I didn't like my, my mind didn't die during the summer. Right. I was sharp, you know, it was normal, like, you know, just learning new things. It was adaptive. And, you know, there's a whole child psychology thing behind that as well. We're so, we absorb everything at those young ages. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, for, for me, I'm not sure how, Obviously, Jane, my son's only two years old, so I'm not there yet when it comes to like you know when you get to high school, you're going to college. I don't know how I'm going to be. I we have mixed things about that because um, we're very, I'm very much so like whatever you know you want to do. He wants to do, but then also I'm there to guide you as well. Because sometimes because we make some dumb decisions, right. um, the parents' job really I feel like is to help maintain guide. And show mm. and kind of show cause and effect. Well, mm. if you don't go here, this is what's going to happen. You understand mm. that, right? Um, but if you know if some kid has like entrepreneurial ways and they're 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 just going to be a business person and they're they're you know they're selling lollipops in high school and they're selling a, and it's like this dude doesn't need the formal education so to speak mm-hmm. and he's gonna he's gonna make it happen. Mm-hmm. You just got to read the child. This is almost like looking at a super gifted athletic you know, person, mm-hmm. you know, you want to cater to that strength. Yeah, so I'm not absolutely. sure how we are, but in my opinion, I, I would like for him to go because of the benefit. I always say this for the experience, the benefits that I got out of the experience, mm-hmm. um, out of going at, to Temple University, that I, the diversity that I was able to f- uh, face, the adversity that I had to face, mm-hmm. all the mental challenges on being your own and handling yourself and handling your finances and handling your emotions and handling li- living free for the first time was still kind of in a bubble, which was a nice way to enter life, uh, in my opinion. But so, so I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of mixed. Plus obviously it was the great education. I feel like I received that temple. It's, it's, but not to, we're not putting it in a vacuum here and talking about education as just being uh, book smart. I mean, you could, there's, there's different, there's definitely different levels of education, different subjects, different, just, you know, learning how to read a person. No, there's not a class in any university is going to teach you. That's something that you feel you go through a life experience, and that's how you learn it. So, I mean, education isn't necessarily you know going to college and getting it there. You can educate yourself on a lot of different things. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, what you're talking about that's that's crazy. That's uh, the emotional quotient. That's what they yeah. call uh, emotional intelligence. Yeah. The I, I always say this all the time. Like my EQ is way higher than my IQ. Um, I re, I can I feel like I can almost see people's face and write a word what they're thinking or what's going on in their mind it's i can read people very well and that's something that i same thing like we were saying i honed in on purposely i mm-hmm. wanted to know this stuff i want and that's like that, yeah. that stuff that stuff's priceless 
Um, which is good though too. I mean, for us at, at this moment, we're teaching James at this tender age as much as possible. They're literally sponges and we're conditioning, you know, the child's brain with our thoughts, uh, with our ideologies, with our, um, the atmosphere and whatever we're bringing it, it, this, this person is then going to become a product mm-hmm. of this environment that we're, we're raising him in. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to be very conscious of that. What I think I feel, and I hope what people do a lot of time is grab their experience of life from childhood, their partners, if they have one experience and kind of improve on that mm. and, and kind of build off that kind of what we talked about before standing on the shoulders of giants um, maybe kind of fill the voids of like oh man I goofed there I don't want him to goof there I want to show him this you Giving, always want better for your children than, than exactly. you always had so. that's what I'm saying my hope yeah. is yeah. that you know that's, that's what you want and like Manny's saying education is not just uh, you know school uh, the majority of how someone ends up is not because of school. It's right. because of what was going on how you know, at home and how they were yeah. raised it's, and stuff like that. It's the experience of it. Right, exactly. Um, I just think it's helped to, you know, kind of cater, you know, direct someone in a certain direction or whatever, but it's up to us. A perfect example is we read to him before we go to bed. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's up, we limit the time that he's on the television. My wife is constantly, you know, trying to, you know, teach him new things with flashcards or, you know, the alphabets or counting. You know, now he knows his left and his right. Just silly stuff. He knows his birthday. He knows, you know, we're trying to like continually challenge him. That's just on those stuff. Then we want to have, you know, musical things to be, you know, introduced and then this athletic stuff to be introduced to kind of build this, you know, individual that's hopefully well-rounded and, you know, like I said, a future person of the, you know, the United States. So... Yeah, right. we're raising our future literally. So I mean, that's me. I re- I read uh, the children's Bible to James uh, right before we go to bed, and then Kel goes off and we read multiple books, and then she goes off and reads like another children's book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he knows my aspect is the Bible. Yes, yeah. See, my my house. Um, I tried to do the. Uh, I'm a horrible teacher, horrible teacher. So we're sitting down. I'm trying to show my one daughter Lainey on you know reading. She was in kindergarten. She's in going to first grade this coming September. And I'm trying to show her how I was taught on how to read. Now, meanwhile, my wife is a teacher instructor slash management over at a daycare. So she knows all this educational stuff. And she's looking at me. She's shaking her head. (laughs) And I'm like looking at her. I'm like, I'm getting frustrated. And she's looking at me and like. Kind of like, and now I, I see her face. I know I'm doing it completely wrong. So right. I'm like enunciating everything for her. Cat. Yeah. She's looking at me and laughing. She's like, no, they're not going to learn that way. <laughs> so I kind of like fall back on the whole education thing. And uh, I you let her like take it over. Like the formal education stuff. Yeah. I just, I, I, I let her take it over. And, and now they just went to Barnes and Nobles the other day. And, and Nova, my two-year-old, picked out a book. And for the past couple of days, she's been, mom, read the book. Mom, read the book. So she's. She wants, you know, she wants my wife to read the book to her and all that. And Lainey picks out her books. And, you know, they're not, like, educational. But, I mean, they are educational in a way, but they're, like, more fun for them. And, and just just we want her to pick up a reading because our, our 11-year-old is just, like, a genius. Like, she just reads the book. I'm looking at her. I'm like, Bella, you really read that chapter already? She's like, yeah, why? I was like, you, it took you five minutes to read that chapter. She's like, <laughs> I was like, so my trying to be, you know, a little smarty that I am. So I start questioning her. She's like, boom, 
boom, shutting me down. I'm like, all right, this girl knows she knows she's a quick reader and she <laughs> understands everything. All right, well, that's good for her. So I I, I kind of lay off of her and she does her own thing. So she's she's good at school and all her stuff. And you know, I'm like hoping that the others follow suit with her. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Lainey is uh, she's picking up on reading. You know, she's she knows how to, she she'll see words and tries to pronounce them and try to read it herself and stuff like that. So. I didn't realize how hard it was trying to teach a kid on reading until my wife was explaining it to me. I was like, all right, so I'm out. Not my job. I'm done yeah, with that. No, yeah. Right. <laughs> I remember being like four, I don't know, I think I was like four or five years old. We're coming from Uncle Ed's house. We're on New Falls Road. Um, and we're coming up to what's now uh, like a garage where, you know, where they fix cars and stuff like an auto body shop or whatever. To the left there, right across the street from uh, Piazza's Bakery. There's like a garage or whatever. Yeah. Well, coming up before that is like a 7-Eleven. Yes. Coming up before that is a like a shopping center. Right. There used to be a Rite Aid there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So I remember sitting in the back seat and then looking to the left. So we're going southbound on uh, New Falls and seeing signs and not being able. I saw letters, but I didn't understand. I wanted to read. I never. That was the moment I was like, I have to learn how to read. Like they're showing me books. They're trying to get me to read. But then I remember feeling helpless seeing that stuff. Like, well, one day I need to know if I need to go into that store. I need That's that's my thinking. Yeah. I don't know if I can go into that store. I need to know what that store is for. What, what is that? What does that say? I remember being so frustrated and could not wait to get home to like go through flashcards and stuff like that. It's like four <laughs> or five years old. It's hilarious. But, um, but yeah, you're right. Because then I was eager to learn at that point. Yeah. That lasted a whole like week. But that was, <laughs> you know, after it got difficult. But, um. That being said, though, how that little eagerness of a five-year-old is now being adults. Is there something that you want to learn now that you think would be pretty cool? If money wasn't, you know, like the education of this doesn't cost you anything. It's just something that you want to learn you think would be like, uh, you know, like last week we were talking about musical instruments that we would like to yeah. learn or whatever. But outside of that, is there something you're like, man, I wish I had the knowledge of that or you're going to something that you're approaching currently or Something that you think would be cool? I would take apart a car, frame off restoration. Yo, Hands on, take it off, and just do it. That's pretty cool. That's, yeah. that's what I was heading towards. Like, I would like to kind of be a mechanic, like learn how to work your own car. That way you don't, like you were saying, you, you take reading and knowing knowing it yourself instead of getting getting taken advantage yeah, of. Yeah. yeah. I mean, our whole family, uh, well, for the most yeah. part, we're very you know heavily invested in the muscle car um, thing, and it one of our dreams is to own muscle cars ourselves. It's costly if you don't know how to do sure. certain things. So yeah, it's absolutely. definitely a, a tool, and, and, you know, to to know how to fix the, not even just old cars, but just cars in general, at yeah. least have a general understanding um, of what's going on. For me, it's like, I want to be, um, I want to understand, trans, like, uh, like real estate transactions to a point where to, I want to be an, I guess like an expert or, mm-hmm. or I don't, I don't care about the mogul thing. I don't care about, you know, eventually cause I know that stuff will, will come once you know that. But, um, yeah, I think for me, I, I, I want to, you know, understand, you know, flipping houses or just investing in, 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 in property, you know, like hotels, housing, whatever. I just think it, that, that stuff fascinates me. And, um, I don't know. That, that's that's something that and currently right now I'm studying like you know like the stock market, um, how it operates, 
trading, all the stuff. That stock market, boy, between the 401k and the stock market, man, <laughs> lost. And yeah. you ask, here's the issue, man. You ask 90, and I'm going out on a limb here. I ask, you ask 90% of, let's just say, workers in general. And you're like, hey, I got this 401k. And then you call the company. So I've called the company multiple times, said, hey, what do I invest in? Hey, I'm not allowed to tell you. I'm like, what the hell am I giving you my money for? Because I don't understand it. I mean, I get it very, very vaguely. But that's one of those things where I think they do it on purpose to make you, like, you're just completely lost. Giving your money away. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you don't know. But to learn that, like, a car is one thing. You can learn tire, engine, whatever, all the basics. But to learn how to invest forget about it just to learn just to have a base knowledge of it and you're talking hours upon hours of just researching understanding it's that's ridiculous yeah i was just telling these guys i've been studying for like four months now and it's still like i'm a baby like, yeah. i'm still like, oh, oh my gosh absolutely. like i still there's so much to learn there's so much um there's information but my frustration started kind of like when i was five with the reading started with what you're saying right now something happened to me and i didn't understand how it worked and it frustrated the crap out of me i said you know what i'm gonna learn how this operates because of that Mm -hmm. or let's just say your heater goes and they're telling you to replace the whole heater but if you're knowledgeable it might have just been one or two parts cost you a couple hundred bucks instead of eight grand or ten thousand dollars to replace a whole heater our whole heating yeah, unit. Right. Um, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where I want to, I want to prevent certain things from happening, and then also I want to gain um, a knowledge and also be profitable in what I am learning. Right. So I am currently applying what I'm learning and continue to you know to study. Right here, you see uh, there's day trading for dummies down there. Idiots. Apparently, I'm an idiot. So all the books I have are <laughs> you're an idiot trading, uh, trading day trading for dummies, whatever. But those are just a couple of the books. There's a couple of programs that I joined. There's forums. I was, I was literally just talking about this outside these guys. Um, but that's something I'm learning currently right now. And then if, like once I kind of get my thing for that, I just want to get, I want to understand how to read charts. I want to understand where they're getting their information from, how they know when the next boom's going to be. I want to know that right. stuff. Um, Here's just an easy, uh, an, an example for me. For this this stock trading thing and why it was why it's important to have like a base knowledge to take advantage of this, I was 23 years old. I started investing. Um, this was during 2008, so the stock went down, right? And the particular stock that we were looking to invest in, or I was looking to put my money into, split. Well, split to me scared the hell out of me. I'm like, oh, split. So I, I mean, a very general uh, explanation is so the stock went from eighty dollars and split to forty. And I'll never forget the old man, 60 some years old, was like, oh, I'm doubling down. As the economy was going down, he had enough foresight to know and had enough life experiences to say, he's like, it's going to come back around, kid. Double down. Meanwhile, I had no idea what that meant. So he was just buying up stocks, buying up stocks, buying up stocks. Uh, and I didn't. I bought what I could and just let it split and say, ah, or whatever. I think it's called a, I think that's called a reverse split. Yeah. So you go in and you can buy, you just go in or it just splits. I guess to get some uh, an infusion of cash flow or right. people interested in your stock. To, right now, it sold. I think at the time it was selling at forty dollars. He doubled down. It is now currently selling three hundred plus dollars a share. Wow! So Sheesh. he knew what it was in two thousand and eight, and obviously there's boom bust cycles and everything. But then I wish I would have known what the split meant. 
Right. I didn't know. It, I was just like, oh, my money's gone. Right. I didn't know. Meanwhile, I should have been investing in that. Right. So I lost thousands upon thousands of dollars just in that term alone because I had no idea what it meant at the time. So yeah. that, that was the kind of the times like, man, I, they completely took advantage of me. Yeah. And that, that I'm the same way where I, something happened and I didn't, I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. It led to frustration. And like, like I said, I, I want to, I'm, I am applying, you know, what I'm learning. And if it doesn't take off, it doesn't take off. But I satisfied something in my mind. You know what I'm saying? Mm. At least I tried to understand it. And if it's out of my league, then I'm okay with that. Right. It's not that I've just continued to lead this you know, life of ignorance yeah, exactly. where I'm just like, keep getting rolled on and I'm not understanding what's happening. So same thing when it comes to car buying or real estate mm-hmm. buying or understanding certain investments. This is just for me. Um, that, it, 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 that fascinates me. So mm-hmm. to at least I want to get the base understanding. Yes. But if it keeps peaking interest, I want, I'm going to keep diving. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Um, so yeah, I got burned too yeah. before years ago so i'm not new it's just that kept bothering me so now i'm to the point where it's you know i have a gap in time uh between now and like september well this was like in the beginning of the year beginning of the year to september just study the stock market Un- try to understand as much as you can because then i start you know like my master's program and stuff like that so my time with studying is limited so i want to learn as much as possible within that time frame which i got a good understanding uh but it's a lot to be learned um well actually i was thinking i was well, actually, kind of to your point, like earlier, I mean, you said like you got when you were younger, you got like frustrated and all that stuff. Like when I was like younger, maybe like preteens, whatever. I mean, it was was like, you know, those little tiger, like little game things you used to like yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. It was like those like single use things like Street Fighters on there. Yeah. It had like it was like little it was like extremely like dumbed down versions of like arcade games over there. Yeah. Um, that like I had one of those and like it just stopped working. Like batteries didn't do anything. And like I like. I was like frustrated. I was like, I didn't understand why it stopped working. So like, that's why I got like a little tiny screwdriver, opened it up. I was like, I, I fiddled around, which is kind of like little bits and pieces of that. Minus like, you know, playing video games, stuff like that kind of brought me, I guess, to the realm I have now. Cause that, like that, that content, like curiosity of like, why is, why is certain electronics working and right. type thing. So that kind of led me in certain realms and kind of like pushes you forward, kind of finds you stuff that you do like and get more interested and get more educated on it. Kind of like, if that makes any sense. Well, yeah. That I, you guys remember the the little steering wheel thing with the stick shift, and when you you know when you put the the little stick shift, the little plastic stick shift, stick shift in drive, a light turned on, and it was like this little tiny red car. So then you're steering this little tiny red car, and there's like this little film inside spinning. Oh yeah. yeah. I did not understand what that was. I'm explaining it now because I literally ripped mine apart. Yeah. And, okay, I understand how it works now, and started crying because I couldn't put it back together. I broke it. But it was funny you just said that. I t- I wanted to know how is this working? How does it know when I want to turn? Like, and to, to think about what it is now, it's, it's so archaic. <laughs> that thing, what it was, there's literally just like a little tiny light bulb in yeah. there with like it's a film, it's a film just going. Yeah, and you're steering this little plastic it's like, thing like, that's like a treadmill type thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And I'm thinking, I'm like, man, this road is forever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you're four years, five years old. You know, you just the concept wasn't there. Um, but when I took it apart, I'm like. This road's only a foot long, and I've been driving all night. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so all right, cool. So how we like to wrap up our episodes is um, with quotes, and today we have one, or we have two, uh, by Charles Spurgeon and Plato. So the first one is: Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. To know is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal and are all the greater fools for it. There is no fool so great a fool as knowing a fool. But to know how to use knowledge is to have wisdom. 
I'm going to read that again because that is so dope. It's basically what I was saying, applied knowledge. Wisdom is the right use of knowledge. To know is to not be wise, is not to be wise. Many men know a great deal and are all the greater fools for it. That's because they're not applying. That's what he's... There is no fool so great a fool as a knowing fool. But to know how to use knowledge is to have great wisdom. Charles Spurgeon, if you just keep hitting play on that, and I know that sounds very confusing, but if you kind of analyze that, it's kind of what I was talking about before with applied knowledge. Basically, to have all this knowledge and not to apply it, you're, more, you're, a, you're the greater fool than the person who is a fool and knows nothing, right? Um, yeah, because you have a bunch of useless knowledge up there that you're not applying anyway so the next the last quote is plato a good decision is based on knowledge and not on numbers all right so that wraps up this episode number 18 knowledge is power in this episode we discuss my experience with personal development the power of applied knowledge educating our children education during our upbringing and the things we want to be educated on and we wrapped up this episode with quotes from charles spurgeon and plato thanks again for joining us guys don't forget to visit the website jimmyleevelez.com follow the blog if you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode uh, just email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com and on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew we wish you massive success and until next time adios the rotated views podcast was produced for self-development purposes thank you for the love and support we truly do hope you enjoyed the views